It's Mel. Uh, interesting day so far. I mean, the morning was pretty average. Woke up to my roommates staring into my soul, asking if my ribs still hurt. They do, by the way. And it just progressed normally from there. Oh, well, actually, we finally got these new audio safes. Now I can hear myself talk in greater detail. Wow. Then it was pretty boring for a while until we got a lovely shouty message on the speakers telling Relational Division to report to the meeting room, now. I sadly abandoned the rest of my delectably bland oatmeal and did as I was told. I got to the room and Kara was staring us all down, looking pissed. I figured we were all in trouble for something, and then she told us to sit down and listen to this transmission we had just received. It- oh, it'd be easier if I just played it, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Attention. Your vessel has crossed into the sector of space patrolled by my army. You are surrounded by stealth crafts such as the one I am transmitting from, and all are targeting your vessel. I am Basileus, and you will submit yourselves and your vessel to me or you will be eradicated. Which is, you know, not really a message you want to receive, ever. There are a couple kinda obvious alarming things about this, and a couple less obvious, not less alarming things. For instance, we didn't pick up any sort of anything about a ship nearby. No visual, audio, radio, we don't even really know how Basileus got that message to us. Which somewhat validates his claim of stealth crafts. On the plus side though, it's freaking relational powers activate for us. This is literally what this division was created for. I doubt they're gonna let me do much, though, not that I really want to entangle myself in this. I have some degree of faith in my division. They'll probably prevent our destruction or subjugation or whatever. As I record this, Kara and Crenshaw are in the meeting room trying to work out a response message that sounds assertive yet peaceful or some bullshit like that. I'm on standby, along with everyone else. The whole freaking ship's on lockdown mode. It's it's not like anything I've seen before. I mean, Relational, obviously, is trying to work stuff out, but hell, Navigational's trying everything they can to detect where the ships are, to plot the safest course around them. Technical's working on powering up the shields and stuff, and Defensive is preparing in case Relational fails. And Medical's preparing in case Defensive fails. Have they dealt with this crap before? The the division heads, I mean. What? Everyone's freaking out. Life is being suspended. That is the update. Whatever. Um, I should be keeping myself updated on what's happening. I guess I just thought I should record this. Okay, whatever. We've crafted a response to transmit on an open wavelength. It says, We are a trade ship and have no quarrel with you. We are more than willing to negotiate this in a non-violent manner so that all parties come out satisfied. However, if you insist on continuing to threaten us, we will retaliate. So we'll see how that goes. If it fails... I was hanging out in the cafeteria, still not being used for anything, and there was a whole group of defensive guys hanging out. There was a uh, raker, and that guy with the blonde ponytail who I see around the rec room sometimes, and uh, that really short girl who was on the shuttle with me way the hell back when I first got here, and a few others. And most of them were 
being a little rowdy, trying to pump themselves up, just itching for a fight. I mean, they join that damn division to beat people up or shoot them or whatever else. And how's their apparent chance? But Ponytail and a couple others just looked really fucking scared. Don't get me wrong, it's not like I've never seen anyone die before. I guess it's different because I know them, but I don't even really know them. I've never talked to a single one of them. I don't understand. I walked back up to the meeting room after clearing my dishes. Culinary was nowhere to be seen. All the food was self-serve, which is, you know, nice, but the whole ship feels different. Walking through the halls up the stairs, it's its not the place I've been living for the past several months. All of it just feels off. Anyway, I passed by the room and Kara was in there, and she did not look confident. The message is getting tweaked for optimal pacifistic pitch and tone and stuff before they send it out. I really, really hope... It better fucking work. That's all. I'll update later. Yo, it's Mel. They sent the message out about 20 minutes ago. No reply yet. No word on where any of the ships are, either. Maybe if we just go in a direction, we'll bump into one. Defensive's been ordered to stand down. I guess we're trying to do this the peaceful way. Good. One trade ship's defensive division versus an entire fleet surrounding us would have been an interesting battle. And by interesting, I mean short. And therefore, probably not that interesting. I'm just sitting around waiting for the transmission in the meeting room at the moment. Oh, yes, it's true. They finally gave me a job to do in all of this, and it's to sit around and do nothing. As soon as the message comes in, I'll hear it and tell the others. Kara's off arguing with the head of defensive, Myers. She really doesn't want them involved in this at all. He's insisting that we're dealing with someone who's not going to back down, and it's stupid to be unprepared. I really get where Kara's coming from, though. Clearly, Basileus has some way of knowing more about us than we know about him, so if he sees us readying our defense while promising peace, he's going to call BS. Basileus. The hell is this guy? I guess once you get really far into the asshole of the solar system, people start to lose it a little. I mean, civilization's only a couple weeks away, but not everyone has the tech to get there? Yeah. Yeah. You can have really good cloaking without a competent drive. Or hell, maybe there's a bunch of crap nearby that we can't sense either. Maybe there's a whole damn moon hanging around where he stores enough crap to power an army. Or maybe it's all on the ships. Oh, we don't know anything! He could be anyone, have any level of tech that we can't account for. Any number of ships and soldiers were at his fucking mercy. And I'm sitting in a room waiting for his fucking reply. I ran into that girl and is crushing on in the hallway. Vicky. She's in navigational. She asked me if I was okay then informed me that they think they might be onto something with the whole locating the stealth ships thing. Either that, or we might get hit by a half-cloaked asteroid. I like her. She seems like a decent person. Not too involved in what other people are doing or thinking, but not too narcissistic. Smart. Sharp. I mean, most of that I've 
gathered from two or three conversations with her and what I've picked up from Enna's babbling, but like I said, a decent person. Real shame for her she's got the world's most annoying medical officer following her around like a puppy. Do you know, I think Enna thinks she's actually got a chance with her. Vicky's not only a couple years older, but already a kind of high-ranking navigational officer. And Enna's, you know, barely a practicing medic. And an idiot. Jackass. But it's weird, though. A couple days ago, Vicky and this other navigational guy were talking about Enna, and it all seemed positive. They were hanging out in the lower lounge, not really doing much, and I was also in the lower lounge, trying to do research on the effectiveness of stern mannerisms while negotiating, but that rather fell apart. The word sweet was thrown around more than in Diabetics Anonymous, and the guy said something about Enna being the most jubilant, scheming genius he'd ever met. So they're very much mistaken, but Enna does certainly have friends. I'm pretty sure she's also got some competition from the way that guy was looking at What? Your cowardice means nothing to me. I'm unveiling my ship. Every one of you on your vessel will board mine and serve under me in whatever manner I choose. Your vessel will be cannibalized for parts and supplies. If you try to escape, you will be destroyed. If you try to retaliate, you will be destroyed. You are outmatched and outnumbered. Go quietly, and your lives will persist. I am Basileus. You are nothing. Oh. A team from Defensive Division is preparing to board the ship. Vicky's roommate is on the team. Kara is fighting every step of the way. She still says it should be relational officers to work it out non-violently. Myers says it should only be officers trained in intense combat situations going. Kara has negotiated Crenshaw and asked her to go on board with defensive officers. They're not going to be able to do anything. None of them. It's Mel. They've been gone ten minutes. I passed by Kara in the hallway and almost asked her why she sent two of her people to their deaths, but realized it wouldn't make a difference if we all get destroyed anyway. The meeting room's empty. Everyone's somewhere else. I'm sitting in here, waiting. Again. I can't. Do. Anything. I guess I'll know if they fail when I get blown up by the fleet of a space psycho. These dumb chairs really suck, you know? They're perfectly designed to dig into your back at all points. And the arms make it so you're just too far away from the table. Which is, of course, slightly too short anyway. Last week, during meeting, I had to excuse myself to the restroom because my thighs hurt. Don't know how I was sitting that it was so much worse than all the other times. And of course, I love all the times when my dear roommate is off who knows where with all her friends, having little cutesy adventures and whatever. But it's even better when she's in the room, because then she just continually talks about her friends, about her day, about her patients, even though I've made it explicitly clear that I don't care and never will. And all of my colleagues like each other more than they like me. I mean, Lance and Aster, of course, but they were dating before I even got here. But even Mengel gets more buddy-buddy time than I do. I'm just not really part of 
the group. And that's mostly my own fault. But I don't even really care about any of that. Because I thought I'd finally found something I hadn't had since I was eight years old. And believe me, I was wary of it. I was doubting it every step of the way because I know how dangerous trusting anything can be. But it had been months, and there had been some sort of shift in how I viewed things. A slight shift, sure, but... And just as I had started to refer to this giant hulk of metal and people I barely know and work I barely tolerate as home, it's about to be blown up. Because of course it is. Fourteen people can't take on an army. They're probably dead. We'll all follow suit soon enough. And this whole place will be drifting metal bits. Freaking delightful. Well, I'm still here. And intact and stuff. The defensive team, along with Crenshaw and Aster, boarded the ship that had suddenly appeared on all of our scanning equipment. They didn't encounter any soldiers or other people being guided by the confined hallways towards one destination. The destination, as they found it. A smallish room, the walls covered in various monitors, all with schematics of that ship and of our ship and the surrounding space and things like that, with a single chair in the middle. On the arm of the chair, a blinking red light. In the seat of the chair, a decaying skeleton. I guess people do start to lose it out here. Did he ever actually have an army? Did he know he was going to die when he made those recordings? We'll never know. Nothing else remains of who he actually was. Just lonely, empty space, stretching far away in all directions. The team was gone maybe 40 minutes. When they returned, Crenshaw reported to Kara. The defensive team grumbled away to Myers. I teased Lance for tearing up at Astor's return. Things returned to normal. We're all still here. Uh, We're going to report the drifting space junk to the nearest authority we can find. Maybe they can make use of the overpowered cloaking equipment, motion sensors, monitors, engine, etc. I suggested what I assumed everyone was thinking, that we take the stuff and trade it. But Crenshaw helpfully informed me that we are not scavengers. So we're just going to pass all that up. That makes sense. Holy crap, I am hungry. Wow, okay, uh, well, that just hit me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get some food. For going by order of meals, uh, I'd call it lunch. Uh, for going by time, it becomes dinner. Maybe I can catch Aster and get him to give me more details than the basic outline he spat out before. Alright, well, later. Later.